Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's special guest lives for helping people. After three fulfilling decades of supporting managers and leaders solve business problems through information technology solutions, she set out to assist people find their path to meaningful work and become purpose-driven leaders. She believes doing meaningful work leads to success and happiness. And she believes mentors play a crucial role in this process. She founded the Mentoring Club, Inc. to provide a mentoring community for aspiring as well as seasoned leaders in the workforce. By establishing a global platform, the Mentoring Club has the bold intent of changing the world, one leader at a time, providing a mentor for anyone who needs a mentor anywhere in the world. The community has over 150 mentors and mentees from six continents and 22 countries. Please join me in welcoming today's guest, Lisa Mendoza, and today's topic is Chapter 5, Changing the World One Leader at a Time. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Keith. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself and what inspired you to create the Mentoring Club. So the way that I would describe myself is that what I am constantly striving for in life. So I would say that I'm constantly striving to become a good human being. I am an information technologist by profession. I'm a creative problem solver. And I also would describe myself as a responsible entrepreneur, caring employee, as well as a loving philanthropist. And of course, from an identity standpoint, um, I'd also like to mention that I am an immigrant. I am Filipino-American. As far as career is concerned, how did I get to the point of creating the mentoring club? As I mentioned, I'm an information technologist by profession, so I have been working in the field for over 30 years when I realized that I wanted to do something give back. I felt blessed. I felt that I was, you know, at that time, happy, successful, and I wanted to do something give back. I had to go into discernment mode, and that discernment mode led me to the mentoring club being established. Thank you for sharing that. You mentioned to me when we were talking informally a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you heard people clamor for 
wanting mentors and who could be their mentor. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. So I mentioned that I had to go into discernment mode, thinking, oh, what give back would, um, would I do? Is Should I join some companies to, that are doing good around world hunger, around health, or scientific explorations? Because I think I can offer my uh, program management, business development, um, as, well, as well as operations management skills. And so I had to continue discerning and I realized that one of my passions is really developing people. Ever since I became manager at 24 years old, I find myself sharing or training people in the technical aspect of the work, but I also find myself sharing my values with them, like little things. Like if you promise somebody something, make sure you deliver it on time and on quality. And if you can't do it, make sure they know. And I've seen a lot of people mature in professionally in that way. And I feel good that I have been part of that process. Now, you mentioned the clamor that I heard. As I was networking in Silicon Valley, I heard in Q&A sessions in those events, millennials actually asking, how do I find a mentor? Is my manager my mentor? How do I even ask somebody to become my mentor? The great thing was, you know, I was listening to these triggers in my environment and I was already looking for what that give back is. And just realizing that I had that passion for developing talent and then listening to these questions, I felt the empathy and I felt really confident that I have the capability to set up an organization that will help these young professionals reach out to mentors. And of course, using my information technology background, it has to be a platform-based approach to mentoring. Thank you for sharing that. And the word mentor means different things to different people. Please define what the word means to the mentoring club. The, a mentor in the mentoring club means that this person has already achieved a level of success as a leader. Uh, what I'm looking for when I talk to potential mentors are three basic qualifications. Number one, they have high self-esteem. Number two, they're happy and successful in their own terms, not other people's standards, because success is very subjective, and as well as happiness, of course. So they have to be high self-esteem, have to be happy and successful in their own terms, so not other people's standards. And those two are key when they interact with mentees because the mentees will feel that sense of being in the right place or being, being confident about what they're sharing with them. So it factors into their believability as mentors. So the third qualification that I'm looking for is that they're ready to give back. The mentoring club is my give back and I'm looking for people with the same heart who are ready to give back as mentors. Thank you. I appreciate that definition that you just described. Can you share a few stories to inspire those engaged in this conversation with us? Absolutely. One story that I can tell, let's go to, to that, to touch upon the global nature of the organization. So we have a mentee from Taiwan 
Uh, she had an experience um, at getting educated here in the U.S. She had to go back to Taiwan after graduating from school, but she had some experience, internship experience in startups. And she really liked that experience, and she is hoping to continue with that career path. But she had to go back to Taiwan, and she found out about the mentoring club from one of our other successful mentees um, and she reached out and having understood her goals of eventually finding that path in marketing where she would be able to use that energy in a startup environment as well as her desire to get into an MBA program in, in the U.S., I paired her with mentor who has several years of experience in China. He lived there, worked there, has a good network in China. And so I know, and Taiwan has a very similar culture. So with that experience in Asia, the mentor was able to relate to her very well. And eventually they become accountability partners in her application for MBA degree in the U.S. She got accepted in three universities and she decided wow. to... She decided to actually take the one at UC Berkeley, has a business school, and she she's currently here now. Um, she's based in Palo Alto, doing her MBA degree. So she's just she was very happy about that uh, result, and um, she continues to be an active supporter of the mentoring club. So that's Thank one you for story. That. And these stories are just first part of the story. So the story's not yet told. The story's not yet lived. Your mentoring club has just been around for how long? I established the mentoring club in 2016, but uh -huh. I was in setup mode for two years. We published our online presence in 2018. So in 2016, I was doing some research on the validity of, of the need. Uh, I did focus mm -hmm. groups. And then in 2017, I did trial mentor-mentee program to test the global aspect of the platform. So I had... Oh, I like that. Yeah, I had um, six mentees all based in the Bay Area, but different industries. And uh -huh. then I had mentors in Australia, in Canada, in India, and in the Bay Area. So that's where we had to test the global aspect of the vision, right? And the success story that we have, that mm -hmm. we had there was actually the friend of this other Taiwan story, uh, the mentee from Taiwan story that I shared with you. So the success story in the trial mentor mentee program is really between Canada, the mentors in Canada, and uh, the mentee here in the based area, based in the Bay Area. I applaud you for already having this international focus. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's such a big vision. And I know it takes it will take a lot of effort and years. I'm I'm here. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I can hardly wait to hear how this student does after she gets her MBA five, 10 years out, because yeah. she will be touched by the mentoring club and then she'll continue to do good work in the community. Yes, interestingly, Keith, that you said that it's it's great that you said that because the long-term vision of the mentoring club is that as mentees become leaders, our dream is for them to become mentors to others. 
I applaud that. When does a young professional need a mentor and when do they need a coach? Mm, okay, that's a, that's a great question because a lot of people are thinking about what's the difference between mentoring and coaching. And this is what I've learned so far in, in the last five years that I've been um, running the mentoring club. I also uh -huh. learned this from research and from my mentor uh, for the uh -huh. mentoring club, Margot Murray. Um, she has been in the mentoring industry for over 40 years and she's oh, wow. still very active. Um, she's now based in Missouri. When I met her, she was based in Oakland, California. Uh -huh. What is the difference? So a mentor is somebody who, who is more skilled, more experienced than the mentee, and that the mentor will guide the mentee in whatever mutually agreed goal that they have uh, established between themselves. And of course, that goal will be the mentee's goals. Mm -hmm. And the mentor and the mentee will have to understand what specific competencies the mentee needs to develop in themselves in order to achieve that goal. So there is that specific goal and there is there are competencies or skills that will have to be developed. The mentor's main tools of guiding the mentee are their experience and expertise, where they've been, how it went, their failures, their successes, they give advice based on what they have experienced, what they have learned. And coaching is actually one of those techniques that mentors use to guide mentees. Mm -hmm. Coaching is pretty much asking questions so that the mentee can, through their answers, can get to know themselves better. Eventually, they answer their own questions on, on how to proceed. Uh, with certain decisions or certain things that they want to achieve in their lives or certain things that they're asking themselves whether they can do it or not do it. The coach is the one who does, you extract that, you know, their best selves in the mentee. Thank you for explaining that. What type of training does the mentoring club provide for mentors? So for mentors, we have uh, the onboarding process for them. And then we explain the process of how to work with a mentee, particularly the structure of having a development plan. Let me explain this to you in more of in a metaphor. The way that I see it is that we talk about life is a journey. Um, the metaphor that I like to use for that journey in the mentoring club is that it is like a long road trip. In that road trip, the driver is the mentee. The mentee allows guides, navigators to ride along with them in that trip. Uh, they have a destination or a goal. The guide and navigators are their mentors. They share experiences and guide them through the process because they've been there, they've done that. They know the best restaurants, the dangerous areas, the gas stations, and they will guide them through the best way they know how. Uh, based on their experience and expertise. But at the end of the day, the driver of that road trip is the mentee. They have to decide whether they want to make a left, go straight, or make a right. And in that process, they become more aware of themselves and they also solidify their values. So they go through that journey, 
they reach the destination or the goal, and they can thank the mentors who helped them get there. So that closes one development plan as far as the structure is concerned. Now, maybe they need the same mentor or another set of mentors while they're in that destination or in, in the case of our careers from an individual contributor mm-hmm. became a manager and you probably need more mentors um, in, in that space that you're in. And you can come back and look for mentors again in the mentoring club. And so the mentors, the way that they are trained is really more about how to guide the mentees in setting up specific goals for themselves and then following through on the competencies or the skills that they can help the mentee build upon. And of course, the mentee can stay there for couple of years, but if they want to go to the next destination, then they can onboard a different set of mentors um, as, as they see fit. So I hope that helps in that process. The mentors are really relying on their experience and expertise. And the mentee, by driving the car, they can always choose a different def- destination along the way. And if they choose Correct. a different destination, they may need a different mentor. Correct. That makes yes. sense. And then you provide training for mentees too? For mentees, it's really more of their commitment that they will be 100% into the relationship with the mentors in that when they are guided to, for example, if they need training and the mentors will say, take a look at uh, this organization and see if it's something that would be useful to you. For example, Toastmasters. If the mentee wants to be a better communicator or presenter, and the mentor thinks that going to a regular Toastmasters club would be helpful to them, that is their mm-hmm. training. It's not something that, it's an external training. It's, it's a recommendation by the mentor. It's not something that the mentoring club itself has a training course for. So we don't have any curriculum right. At least at this time, we don't have any curriculum for any type of path that the mentee needs to uh, go through. And we let that decision be between the mentor and the mentee. But in that case, you're just describing you might have a mentor that does public speaking for a living that's guiding a mentee in their direction for becoming a public speaker. It, it could be the case. Now you have events that you hold, and I notice that your events look like they're in a geographic lo- location. How do you engage people from Taiwan and different places in the world when you go for a hike? What we have done on a monthly basis is that we allow mentors and mentees to meet each other in person through a hike. We believe that healthy People are better leaders. We, we are currently doing that in the Bay Area. Majority mm-hmm. of the mentees are in the Bay Area right now. But having said that, we have organized in, a, in the form of a fundraiser, a virtual run, walk, bike, which allows for other believers or supporters of the mentoring club all over the world to actually signify their support for mentoring by participating in the virtual run, walk, bike. Um, The disadvantage of that is that not all geographies or not all countries um, are as big 
as we have in the U.S. where mentors and mentees can get together. Um, so they're far apart from, from each other. Even like, for example, even if we have a few mentors and mentees in India, it's different city, cities, right? It, we don't have that critical mass yet to create those mentors and leaders hike, similar to what we're creating, what we have created in uh, the Bay Area. But mm-hmm. having said that, it is a model. It is a model and it's part of building a culture within the community that as we grow, people can expect that these programs will be made available to those geographies where it makes sense. So those are the in-person events that you mentioned. I just would like to add that actually the pandemic um, had caused us some challenges, but at the same time, some opportunities because Mm -hmm. we have the Mentoring Matters talks that we hold monthly. And in the past, we were trying to build that critical mass here in the Bay Area, doing it in person. But Mm -hmm. now we're able to bring it into Zoom. And now mentees from Kansas, um, Chicago, mentors and mentees from Kansas, Chicago, even Zimbabwe are able to attend the event online through Zoom. I would say that's one of the silver linings of of yes. the pandemic. It's good to know that there are silver linings for the pandemic in your organization. Now you have a monthly fee for mentees. Tell us about your monthly fee and why you have it. Yes, thanks for asking that question, Keith, because uh-huh. it's very important for people to understand that yes, we are a nonprofit. And this is actually the first nonprofit that I'm involved in. Um, my background has always been in business uh, for profit. And uh-huh. so when I was creating the model for the mentoring club, I was researching, okay, we are a nonprofit. Should we give this for free? And then based on my research and also research, reading and research, talking to people uh-huh. based on the inputs that I've gotten, the principle of skin in the game is very crucial for pe- for programs to be successful when it's free the experience uh, have, has been that people take it for granted. So my fear was, okay, if I give it for free and the mentees are not fully committed and the mentors are giving back, their only reward is to see progress in their mentees. Mm-hmm. If the mentees don't show up during those meetings, then I would for sure lose the mentors because right. they are not going when they're not going to get the benefit that they signed mm-hmm. up for which is to make a difference in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And so the the fee of $39 a month is really a token. So mm-hmm. in the US, especially in Silicon Valley, it's probably one dinner out. It's the gesture of I have skin in the game that I'm that we're after. It's that principle. Now in the in developing countries, um, we have to see what is affordable to them. And I've had mm-hmm. some conversations where I have adjusted that fee, like for countries like Indonesia, Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? So, and and yeah, Africa, uh, we, we, we give grants uh, to people. And the only thing that I ask for is, you know, I'll give you free access to the platform. And of course, uh, the establish mentoring relationships with the mentors Mm -hmm. for three months to start with and then all I ask for is show me progress and then we can extend that depending on your need. I applaud you for your flexibility in considering different countries and 
different financial challenges that they may face in their country. And we're here to serve. We want to, uh -huh. make, to, have, to help as many mentees as we can. So tell us about the development plan for each mentee participating in the program. So the development plan will compose of, number one, what is the mentee's goal with that particular mentor? It's, it's per mentor. Right. So, for example, if you, you would like to be a first-time entrepreneur mm -hmm. and you need guidance from somebody in the startup field, so you'll mm -hmm. have that mentor. And then you need somebody who is into marketing. That mentor in marketing will help you establish your brand. You may have a need for somebody who's a mentor in communication. So it's like a team of mentors that you can have within the mentoring club. For, for the mentor on the startup, you would have a goal of maybe being able to pitch to investors. That's your goal with that mentor. And therefore, that mentor will have to guide you through what you should be preparing for. Marketing mentor that you have, your goal may be how do I establish a personal branding for my startup? So it's all about the startup, a different aspect. You know, the skills that you or the competencies that you have to develop and understand in terms of marketing a new product or a new service. And even just branding based on your own values mm -hmm. will come from that thread. And then the other one, as far as communications, is how do I pitch? How do I make it succinct? How do I make it um, impactful? Or how do I even become confident to speak? Because some startup founders are really great engineers, but they don't, they don't like speaking. But now they have to represent their company. And so the development mm -hmm. plan would, the goal for that would be really have that confidence, develop the confidence to present. And the skill will be communications, whether, whether it's oral or written, because you have to, even in, even in presentations, you have to write something about what you would like to communicate. So that will be how the development plan looks like. It's per mentor. You have to specify your goals. And you also have to recognize what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and what specific skill or competency you intend to work with that mentor. Also, part of the development plan would be the logistics of how they're mm -hmm. going to relate with each other. Like, how often are they going to meet? Um, mm -hmm. Are they going to meet online? You know, how can they communicate with each other? Is it okay to do texting or should they limit their communication via email or through the platform. So those are some of the logistical things that are in the development plan mm -hmm. as well. Now you specifically are targeting leaders. So you're looking at developing young leaders and you're utilizing other leaders to develop them. How do you define leader? What does the word mean to you, to yeah. the club? Yes, what I tell mentees, because some of them are thinking when they talk to me, well, I'm not really a leader. And I tell them, as soon as you think of an idea and you want to see that idea become a reality and you work towards that, you are a leader. You are actually influencing other people to follow you, to support you. And without that drive from you, then that idea is really nothing, right? So mm -hmm. 
So you are a leader as soon as you recognize that you want something done. And then you become even civic, social, business leader, depending on that particular idea that you're, that you're actually pushing forward um, to achieve. So, that, so my definition of leader is somebody who really has something that they want to get done and they could do it using the support of other people around them. I think it'd be fair to say with what you just said that a leader is somebody who influences other people. Yes. That is a definition that fits with what I perceive a leader to be. How has this global pandemic impacted the mentoring club? Well, as I mentioned um, earlier, the, the silver lining is that we can meet our community globally online. We can serve them. In addition to Zoom, uh, we have this new platform that is amidst us. Um, Clubhouse is another platform that we're trying to leverage um, in terms of spreading the word uh, about Mm -hmm. the Mentoring Club. We are actually holding two rooms weekly, one on Tuesdays, 5 to 6 p.m., and then Thursdays, 9 to 10 a.m., So we're hoping Mm -hmm. that the morning and the afternoon session will cover um, the continents and the countries that we have presence in. Mm -hmm. On the challenge part of it, as far as the pandemic is concerned, it's actually raising funds, I believe, has impacted the nonprofit Mm -hmm. organizations gravely last year. So as I said, this is my first nonprofit engagement and so I don't have a lot of experience in terms of fundraising. Mm-hmm. Last year my, was my first full-blown year that I was trying to raise funds for the mentoring club. And just by research, I can see that a lot of nonprofits did not uh, survive uh, throughout the year. Uh, those, those nonprofits mm-hmm. that already have employees, they were really impacted because Uh, The funding were shifted to more around health or other social and political issues that were amongst us um, last Mm -hmm. year. As far as the mentoring club is concerned, since I guess it's it's the benefit that it's our first year of fundraising because we just Uh go, go, go. We know no prior experience to compare with. Uh And so we just kept with the volunteers that we have in fundraising, we just kept going, let's try this, let's try this and this. And so, and that's what created the idea about, oh, let's have a virtual run, walk, bike, because then we could uh, engage people from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want to encourage them to be safe uh, when they go when they go out there um, and do their walk, run or bike. You know, we just took as much of the opportunities as we could see and just be courageous in implementing however we think it might be helpful. Lisa, there's somebody that's engaged in this conversation right now, and they want to know how can they learn more about the Mentoring Club? What would you recommend to them? We have a website, thementoringclub.org. You can find out some background information about us there. And I also wanted to clarify, Keith, um, you mentioned young leaders in, in one of your premise to your questions. And Mm -hmm. I just want to clarify on that because very true, I created the mentoring club because of that recognition of the need of young leaders, Mm -hmm. millennials. However, in the last five years that we have been running uh, the nonprofit, we have gotten Mm -hmm. 
interests from mid-career as well as senior mm -hmm. executives or senior sure. uh, people. Right now, we're actually reaching out to both aspiring and seasoned leaders who still think that they need mentors in their lives. So I welcome you know, anybody in whatever stage of their professional life they are in to, if you're curious about this conversation that Keith and I are having about the Mentoring Club, please do check us out. It's thementoringclub.org. And we also have social media presence in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We have our YouTube channel, so you can see the recordings of our events and you can get more of an idea of how we're trying to influence and help people who, who would like to become better leaders through mentoring. And we'll put your uh, website in the show notes. Thank you. And also, you're looking for both mentors and mentees, true? Correct. Yes. We were looking for more mentees to serve, and we are recruiting more mentors to help us serve. Thank you for clarifying that. And there may be somebody who's engaged in this conversation that would love to provide financial support. How would they do that? With, through the website as well? Yes, um, we have a, a donation feature or module in the, uh, or a donate button uh -huh. in the website. And for larger donations, it would be great um, if they're interested in sponsoring the mentoring club long-term, mm -hmm. that would be most welcome. We would be interested in collaborating also with companies if they need help in managing their mentoring programs so we can provide consulting services where mm -hmm. we go we come in and help them do needs analysis uh, onboard mentors and mentees within the organization they also have the option to use the mentoring platform that we have as part of their private mentoring platform for their organization and, and then we will monitor, we will give guidance to both mentors and mentees. We will monitor their progress based on their goals. And of course, report back to the organization stakeholders on the result of their mentoring program. So that's another way to support us financially by engaging our um, consulting services around mentoring programs. People have any ideas or knowledge of grants that we can apply for, mm -hmm. that would also be most welcome because really the biggest challenge that we have now is to scale. So we have the presence in, uh, as I mentioned earlier, six continents and, and 22 countries. Um, I, I gave you the updated number, Keith. Yes. And we'd like to be, we'd like to continue that growth, but we need to be able to scale our operations to support uh, those mentors and mentees in different parts of the world. And I just want to acknowledge you and I have, have had a conversation before, and it's been over a year ago, maybe 18 months ago. And I remember you then, and I love what you were doing then. And now I, it's exciting to see how the vision is coming to life. My compliments to you. Thank you so much for being a guest on Embers and Wind. And thank you also, those of you who are joining us for this conversation. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, Keith. And thank you for all your listeners. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. 
If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.